Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back once again to the Everyday is Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here. You know, I mentioned something in the previous podcast episode uh, that is worth an entire episode unto itself, and that's this line that I used in that episode. It was, I have never felt more alive than when I was bankrupt. All right. That was a line that I put in. I'm like, damn, that needs to be a podcast because I need to explain why. And I did a little bit in that episode, but let's take a few minutes to dive into because I think this will help also reframe the previous episode as well. Not reframe. It doesn't need to be reframed. Just add a little bit more context to it. So why would anybody in their right mind feel alive, energized and invigorated when going through, you know, arguably one of the worst times? Nobody wants to, you know, have their entire financial stuff thrown in front of an attorney and just get it picked apart and then have a trustee pick it apart and then have creditors pick you apart. Nobody wants to be poked that much. However, I tried for so long just to fit in, just to be accepted, you know, and played by all the rules, you know, dressed apart, spoke the part. And for the first time, not in forever, because when we're kids, we all get to be ourselves. I mean, I live life right now through our nine-year-old because she doesn't have a phone, doesn't have social media, doesn't, you know, yeah, she goes to school. So there's some of that happening even at the youngest of ages where you can get to fit into groups and cliques and things like that. But she has not been indoctrinated into this absolutely stupid and uh, arguably just pathetic uh, world of having to please everybody else and fit in and you know, being judged. Uh, you know, she's just fun loving kid, just laughing a lot and running around like little kids imagining she's, you know, this character and that character and just an imagination, you know? So we all had that at one point. And then the world told us who we should, who we should be. And then, I, you know, I was guilty as charged. Conforming. Now, I kind of liked it because it was a game to me, especially at the beginning. Like one of my favorite movies I've mentioned on the show is The Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. The movie came out in the mid-'80s. He's a mailroom guy. Uh, and then he goes into the, you know, uh, uh, masquerades as a corporate dude and ends up, you know, in these high level meetings. It's just a funny show, fun show in the eighties that came out. And I'm like, you know, that's going to be me. I'm going to get into it. I wanted to, I've applied, I applied when I dropped out of college, I applied for the mailroom <laughs> at, I think it was Chase Bank and a couple other places, mainly like banks and things like that. Cause I wanted to be Michael J. Fox. I wanted to start in the mailroom and then run the company, you know? And so, I did, I, by the way, I never got those jobs just as a mailroom guy. I never even got those jobs. I wanted the cart. I wanted to bring the mail around all the offices and then kind of slink into the offices and sit in the CEO's chair and, you know, have a lot of fun with it. Never got the job. Probably a good thing because that, now that I know what I would have done, it's probably a good thing they didn't hire me. 
But when I did get in the corporate game for the first time in telephone sales, I played the role. You know, I spoke like I, one thing that I can do or I could do back in the day, especially is I could morph into anybody you needed me to be. You know what I mean? Like I could, I could be this person, that person didn't matter. Whoever you needed me to be that day, that's what I was going to be. I was going to be Johnny buttoned up corporate guy, super salesman the next day, fun, happy hour guy. Like I could play the part, but then there becomes a law of diminishing returns to that where you end up doing it so much. It becomes your persona. Like you're just this chameleon. I, I don't think that's a good thing, especially if you're somebody out there that wants to build a personal brand. And I think the only way to really true wealth is to build a personal brand. Build a brand that's built around what you're passionate about, your ideals, your philosophy. Let other people vibe with it. Not everybody is going to. There's 8 billion on the planet, 8 billion people on the planet. You don't need everybody to. That's another big, you know, just lie out there. You know, oh my God, I'm going to offend somebody. You're going to offend somebody just for breathing, my friend. In this, in these times, you know, people are getting canceled left and right for doing nothing, you know. So get used to that. But the beauty of building your personal brand is being able to. That's why I say I was never more alive because that personal brand, I got a chance to build it now from the ground up. That's what I meant by that because everything got stripped away. All the title, you know, the cool parking spot I got for being in the head honcho. I mean, down to the littlest detail got stripped away from me. And I was like, yeah, now we're cooking with gas, baby. Now. Sam Crowley really gets to come out. I mean, the the kid in me, you know, from the 70s and into the 80s, you know, really gets to come out and live a life that I really want to live and build a personal brand that I really believe in. You know, I didn't believe. Look, when you sell something, yes, you got to believe in the product. But do you like, is it really your passion? No, come on. If we gave people a lie detector test that worked in sales and they're like, hey, do you believe in this product? Like, yeah, oh yeah, sure. No, I mean, just is it like you think about it all the time and how great it is and how it moves you to your core? No, no, it doesn't. But I believe in the company and the product's good and it's better than our competitors. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's great. You can do well in sales. We've all been there. But when you build a personal brand from the ground up, something that's you, you know, you're unique. I mean, your DNA is all over this thing. That's when you feel alive. So when I had nothing and I had the opportunity to build something, I mean anything that didn't sound like anybody else, it didn't look like anybody else, it was just me and I had no attachment to the outcome and it was going to go where it was going to go. But I'll tell you what, it was all intertwined with everything that I believed in. Every day is Saturday. Like, that was me. I mean, when you get something that's you, like that, oh, my God. that, And you get to build it, you know, from scratch. And you fail, and you stumble, and you take one step forward, and you take five steps back, and you're even smiling at that point because you're like, oh, that didn't work. How stupid of an idea was that? But, boy, that one thing did. So I'm going to take that one thing out of ten that worked really well, and I'm going to fine-tune that part of it. That's how the podcast came about. You know, I was blogging, and I was in forums posting, and I was doing all these different things. And then I discovered podcasts. And like, hey, whoa, I get a chance to speak without a filter? Oh, my God. And nobody's going to be offended. And if they are, I'll never even hear about it anyway because they're on the other side of the world. They're not in the same office. And I got to go through human resources to apologize I can't tell you how many of those meetings I was in 
It's like, Sam, you got to apologize to so-and-so. Well, what do you mean? I'll give you an example. Uh, I, I've used this on the podcast, I think, in the past. I had uh, my boss comes into my office one time and says, hey, we have to apologize to Susie. I'll just make up a name. I go, why do we got to apologize to Susie? He goes, no, we don't have to. You have to. I go, whoa, what? What do I got to apologize? I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, I like Susie. Yeah, but when you did the recognition event, and keep in mind, we recognized, I think, 50 sales reps. One slide, one freaking PowerPoint slide that was about Susie did, had every, all the accolades up there, had her photo and everything, but I left out the percent to quota that she hit. So let's say it was like 250% of her quota. I left that off the slide. And according to Susie, she didn't sleep for two weeks. I looked at my boy, I go, what? What are you talking about? That's when you're in danger. And had I really had a conversation with Susie, I would have said, Susie, you are way too, uh, you identify way too much. Like, this is who you are. If somebody's going to leave out one item off of a PowerPoint presentation that was strictly just in our office, it wasn't like we went on one of these uh quota buster trips to the Bahamas or something and it was in front of a thousand people it was one day on the calendar and one sentence left off your bio OMG I can't believe it I never wanted to end up like that person so what uh, to, to to tell you the end of the story brought her into my office fell on the sword for the company and apologized and I took it like a trooper and she was like, oh, it's okay, Sam. You know, we all make mistakes. It did affect me. I didn't sleep. I'm like, oh, my God, let's just get this meeting over with. <laughs> Don't go any further with this thing because I'm doing my best just to contain what I can. And I and she walked out of the office. I'm like, nah, I never want to be that person. Ever, ever, ever. And there's so many people out there that they identify with that recognition. It's a drug to them. You know, if somebody were to say, hey, Sam Crowley hosted the Everyday Saturday podcast, he has – 10 million downloads. I would not lose sleep for two weeks because they didn't say 20 million downloads. All right. The actual number. I'd be like, oh, you know, 10 million. I may pull them, you know, I may not. I don't think I would. But if it was like we were at dinner or at the bar later, maybe I'd say, hey, you know, it's actually 20 million, but no big deal. I mean, that's probably the most energy I would ever give. And I don't even think I would do that because I wouldn't even care enough to do it. You know what I mean? So when you want to feel alive and you want to feel energized, start building from the bottom. Something that you really love to do with your own personal brand. And I'm telling you, man, you will feel that. So when I made that kind of, it wasn't a throwaway comment in the previous podcast. It was it was part of when I was talking about, you know, a lot of people are depressed because, of success and just like, well, what's next? I mean, I just, I'm numb. There's nothing else that this is it. Like, you know, that's when a lot of people feel that. When I said I never felt more alive during that tumultuous period, I meant it. Like, that's why, because I knew this was a big opportunity that now I get to strip away all of the corporate crap of everybody thought I was and who I should be and how I should talk. And I get to get going, baby. And that's this. That's this podcast. That's why I do it all the time because I never take a single day for granted. I don't ever want to go back to having that disease to please. So I hope the show helped you today, this particular episode, as well as the previous one. I hope it planted a seed in good soil. All right. Share it with somebody who needs to hear it. All right. Say it with me, gang. Have the best day ever. 
And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar, go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.